Some more exciting answers to the baffling and intriguing questions of science. Up and at him. Science on FBI. I feel like all of my friends don't want to hang out with me anymore because I'm always in the studio by myself doing these segments. I've managed to get Dr. Alice Williamson on the phone. Can you hear me, Dr. Alice? I, I certainly can, and it's definitely not true. We just call in because <laughs> we miss you. That's what that's what's happening. You want to get we involved? You, yeah, we need to bring. I need to bring you some science. It's important. Yeah, well, I was thinking maybe uh, sometime in the future we might have uh, holograms or something so that I'm tricked into believing that you're here. You don't even have to get out of bed. It might not be that far away. That Maybe that's a story for another week. We can investigate where we're up to with hologram technology. Yeah, well, I mean, didn't uh, Tupac have a hologram at Coachella? Yeah, I heard that. And then I think the hologram might have got slightly... Um, Know, slightly um, up, uh, stood up by a, a Beyonce a little bit later, but yeah, um, yeah. So apparently, she yeah. she really did. She was larger than life. Unfortunately for the two-pack hologram, she was fantastic. Um, but anyway, uh, we're not talking about holograms. We're talking about different kinds of science. And I don't know if you were listening to the show earlier, Alice, but I, I mentioned to the listeners, I had a read of this and it is well and truly beyond me. It's something to do with making tweezers out of laser beams or something like that. Would you like to explain it? Yeah, it's a, it's, it is it is a little bit mind-blowing, this research, but it's fascinating stuff. So, this research has been done by a team of scientists from the School of Chemistry and Chemistry Biology at Harvard University, and it's led by an awesome professor there, Conquen Ni and her team. And what they've been able to do is to use um, lasers, so to use light as a type of optical tweezer to grab hold of two atoms independently in two different tweezers and to bring those atoms together to make a new molecule, but from single atoms. Oh. And there's there's a lot of things in there to unpack because the idea of an optical tweezer is a little bit, you know, that might be new to most people. And it's kind of a, a difficult thing to think about. We mainly think about tweezers as being the things that we use to make up, pluck our eyebrows or, um, you know, things like that. Yeah. But these optical tweezers, well, what they are is they're made out of, um, they're made out of, they're made from lasers. So they're different colors of light that are tuned to, to match different atoms, and they can hold on to one atom at a time in these, these, these lasers. If there's more than one atom in there, it'll hop out, but they can hold on tightly to one atom. And then if you bring these two tweezers together and switch off one of the, um, the optical tweezers and then apply some light to give the, the system some energy, it could, causes a bond to form. Wow. Um, which is pretty incredible stuff. And... And it's very exciting because this is the first time that it's, this has been done. It's the first time that a new molecule has been made from two single individual atoms. Yeah, that was going to be my first question was, have we managed to make new molecules, bef- uh, molecules before? Or is this the first time we've ever made a molecule? No, no. So, like, that's what I'm in the business of doing. That's what we do up at, the, you know, the chemistry department at UNSW, at Sydney University, at UTS, all around Sydney right. Macquarie. This is what chemists are doing all the time. Oh, okay. We um, <laughs> we make new molecules. This is how um, we we can make molecules that already exist. So we can make, for example, if we wanted to make um, a medicine, we know, for example, morphine is a great painkiller, but you have to get it from plants. We can make that molecule in the lab. 
But we can also make brand new molecules that haven't that nature hasn't made before. And that's what, you know, lots of drugs are based on either looking at nature's molecules and then changing them or on adapting them in some way. The thing that's different about this is that sometimes when we talk about chemistry and, you know, there are an unfathomable, unfathomable amount of chemical, chemical reactions that are going on just even within our bodies at the moment. Um, and some of those reactions in our bodies are assisted by enzymes, which can hold molecules in place and help those, those reactions, encourage them to happen. But a lot of reactions that are happening out there are really due to probability. It's just because there are so many atoms out there, so many molecules out there, that when, uh, due to probability, every now and again, they collide with enough energy for a new molecule to be formed. But what this research is talking about is not relying on, you know, a pool of trillions of atoms or molecules that are all bumping around in space and then just happen to collide with the right energy at the right time to form a new molecule. These researchers have actually taken an individual atom of sodium and an individual atom of cesium and brought them together to make one molecule that is a, 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 that is a, a sodium bonded to a cesium atom. Which is something that we've and, never been able to do before. And that's, that's not been done before with single atoms. Single and atoms. Just, yeah, exactly. And, and it's something that is a little bit misleading in, in perhaps in our chemistry textbooks. It's not wrong at all. But when we talk about chemical reactions, if, you've ever, if you cast your mind back to writing down, you know, chemical formula to, yeah. to, you know, to making new molecules, we usually talk about one molecule reacting with one other molecule to produce another molecule. So A plus B goes to C. But really, in reality, in a flask, a reaction flask, it's not one atom reacting with one other atom. There are trillions of molecules in that reaction flask, and there are lots of reactions going on at the same time. So when that reaction converts to a new product, you get lots and lots and lots of molecules of new molecules formed. And in this case, it's just a single molecule that's been formed from two individual atoms. And that's why this research is so exciting. And what would this research mean now that we can make individual uh, molecules using individual atoms? Does this mean, uh, is there anything particular in particular that we can use this for? Yeah, so there are lots of things. I mean, one of the exciting things is quantum computing, which I'll come on to in a moment. But really the way that the researchers have managed to, to do this is that they have cooled down individual atoms to almost the coldest they could possibly be, to almost absolute zero. Um, and they need to do that because molecules have a lot of energy and they tend to move around a lot. The warmer they are, the more they move around. So in order to get them to be still enough to grab them with those tweezers, they need to be cooled down to almost min minus 273 degrees Celsius, which is very, very cold. Yeah. And, and by cooling them down and stopping these molecules from moving, it means that we can understand more about how those bonds are formed because it's quite hard to, to look at, uh, to model the forming of new reactions. There's lots of people who do lots of studies in this area. But you're looking at a bulk material, and if you slow it down and cool it down, we can understand things about how these new bonds are formed. But the other thing that's, that's, that could be really useful, these molecules, is for quantum computing. And this is something we've talked about on Open Atoms before, 
quantum computers, are, these computers that lots of people are trying to develop, there's great teams in Australia doing this at the moment. And these are the computers that are able to, to, to do so many different things at, at the same time because they are in a quantum state rather than in a classical state, the normal state of our computers. But what researchers need in order to build a quantum computer is to build the components of the quantum computer. And one of these components is called a qubit. It's a quantum bit as opposed to the usual bits that we're used to hearing about in our desktop computers. Yeah. And, um, and they think that molecules like this could have a, an application in forming qubits. And that's because one part of this sodium-cesium uh, molecule is positively charged and one part is negatively charged. It's a polar molecule. And this polarity in molecules means that, um, that they might be good at um, storing information in um, quantum computers and they might be good at interacting with each other. And one of the problems with developing qubits at the moment is that it's hard to develop um, components that are both good at interacting with each other, talking to each other, and storing that information. So this is a promising first step um, in, you know, well, what, you know, there's been lots of first steps, but this is a promising first step in this direction of bringing these two single atoms together to build these qubits. Yeah, I feel At like... the moment... Oh, sorry, I was just going to say, did we... Um, I feel like we touched on quantum computing in uh, uh, Up and Atom a little bit earlier on. That's the thing that um, can generate... Uh, what is it? Something that we takes us years to generate, it can generate in a matter of seconds. Is that yes? Yeah, so, so thing? that's the idea that the, so we talked about it because I think we were focusing in on Professor Michelle Ship Simmons at yeah. um, UNSW, who's a fabulous Australian scientist and, and the Australian of the Year. And yeah, this, these computers are um, still be you know very much in development, but the idea is that because they can process so much information so quickly they can generate vast amounts of information and solve very complex problems or indeed um, you know, create extremely complex codes very quickly because of their capacity to, to have multiple um, calculations ongoing at the same time rather than working in a, in a binary sense of one, one line of code and, and, and one line of code at a time. So it's something that we'll, you know, we're going to hear lots more about quantum computing but I think it's fascinating to see that there are so many fields that are part of the same kind of adventure to discover quantum computing because it's all, you know, you can have lots of idea about the theory of how to, how to make a quantum computer work, um, but you need to have these components and making molecules in new ways um, could, be the, could be the key to developing these, these fundamental pieces of these quantum, quantum computers. Yeah, wow. I like how we've been following this story for a while since uh, we were covering the thing about uh, quantum computing earlier. And now we're talking about uh, discovering something that might make it easier to build quantum computers. It's all coming together. Yes, it is coming together. Now, unfortunately, this molecule, and this is the, 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 the words of the lead um, author on this paper, this molecule is a bit too floppy at the oh, moment. Damn. So it's because there's too many vibrations going on and they need to calm this molecule down um, because they're too far away from each other. Too many so dancing next, molecules. <laughs> <laughs> so there's too, many, too much dancing going on. Yeah. So I think what they're going to focus on now is trying to build um, a, another molecule in a, in a similar way 
but bringing those atoms so that they're closer to each other and so they're more tightly bound to each other um, in order to, to produce uh, these qubits. So I think we'll be watching um, closely if there's any more research coming out of this group or others um, based on this research. Yeah, and this is something that you can only do with these light tweezers that they've come up with. Yeah, you need these special light tweezers to, 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 to take one atom um, at a time and to bring them together in this way. It makes um, brain surgery look like it's nothing. Yeah, it's like I don't know about that, but, little... <laughs> it, but, it, but it's, they're certainly so tiny, it's hard to imagine you know, the scale of, 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 of the atom. Um, but, you know, it's pretty exciting stuff. Great. Thank you so much for buzzing in, Dr. Alice, for another episode of Up and Adam. Uh, we're just having a short one today, uh, but we'll be back with our normal stuff very, very soon. Sure will. See you soon. See ya. Bye.